from the creators of Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, January 10th, 2014, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, the very lovely Eddie Koffeltz. Honored to be here. What's up? On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And we have some big news coming up in a second. But before that... I can barely hold on... (laughs) This episode is brought to you by our favorite eyewear company, Warby Parker. Yes. WarbyParker.com. They offer an easy way to buy prescription glasses and sunglasses online. They have a great selection of fashion-forward frames, and they start at only $95, including the prescription lenses. To try them on, uh, you can do their home try-on program where you pick out five frames, which are shipped to you for free. You put them on your head, see which ones look good. And if you choose to order... uh, what? You put them on your head? Yeah. I just, I like obvious parts of you're, the You're sales. not allowed to put them on your head yeah, once you, they come in the mail. Right. Put them on your just shirt. Just eyeball it. Dang dang if you choose to order, listeners of this podcast get a special offer. Warby Parker's offering free expedited two-day shipping on the final purchase. Go to warbyparker.com, uh, do the tri- home try-on program, and then put in promo code RELEVANT if you choose to buy. Promo in, code RELEVANT. In related news, I was told last week I can never uh, have LASIK surgery, and so I'll be wearing glasses for the rest of my life. So yay, Warby Parker. Isn't that weird? I went to Trader Did, did Warby Parker tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a LASIK consultant. Yeah, they might want to just be getting you as a repeat customer. No, I went to a local LASIK surgeon because I was trying to try to get my eyeballs laser beamed, you know, to make them in two laser beams or to make it so I don't have to wear glasses. And they're like, oh, no, you can't get LASIK. You don't have either. Right you can't why? have either. I why? cannot. <laughs> right, Jesse, I can't have either. Uh, the, why? Because I have the wrong kind of prescription or maybe my eyes are just yeah. too pretty. The same thing happened to my wife when she was going to get it. Wrong kind of eyes. Wrong kind of eyes. You can't have laser beam eyes. The technology's just not there yet. See, so, what I do on the show is bring the compelling content. I interject things <laughs> like that. You, yeah, hey, Eddie, real quick, can you tell us more about your personal medical history? <laughs> so, we had a lot of so, questions about it. Oh, so, what was your last physical? Oh, the big news. The big news. The person. The person I'm about to introduce is second guessing her life choices right now. Oh, did you say her? Uh, hold on. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. So, it? so as you know, uh, Mr. John Acuff has joined our cast. Uh, here on the podcast, and if, as if you've noticed, he hasn't spoken yet because he's not here today. What we've decided to do is have a featured cast member seat. Love it. John has been sitting in that seat, and we would like to invite another person to sit in that seat, and that's our new featured cast member today, Ms. Shauna Nequist. Yeah. Yes, that is right. exciting. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Uh, so Shauna is an author, a blogger. She's she's. You, you probably know her from her book, Cold Tangerines. Uh, her new one is Bread and Wine. She's uh, from Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to just say it. She's the daughter of Bill Hybels. And, uh, you know, what Do you hate it when people say that? She kind of does. I don't, actually. <laughs> he's, he's a nice guy. Yeah, you love your dad. That's right. I do. Yeah. I, I look just like him. So it doesn't bother me when people say I'm his kid. But when people say, oh, my gosh, you look so much like him, it freaks me out. That sort of bothers me because... 
what woman wants to look like a 62 year old Dutch man, right? <laughs> so that's sort of what gets me. Being his daughter doesn't bother me. Having his face is not my favorite thing. <laughs> well, I, uh, I share that because my daughter Lucy is pretty much following in my footsteps and it's really sad for her so I genetically well, what's what's her situation with LASIK is she gonna be a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, has Warby Parker gotten back to her on that yet so so Shana's joining us um, Shana is also uh, been, she's been helping us out for the last several issues as a contributing editor to Relevant mm-hmm. and um, is has done an amazing job elevating the content of the magazine and we just thought she would, she would be awesome on the podcast. So I'm, I'm really excited that she's uh, joining us. You wrote that piece too, didn't you? About the, uh, sorry if it's not you, but about like uh, putting your life on Instagram and kind yeah. of what that means. To... Yeah, one of our biggest stories last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that story. Thank you. This yeah. is cool. So Shana's been contributing for a while. I mean, she's a known author and huge blogger, has a big following conference speaker and all that kind of stuff. And then she started contributing to Relevant and every piece she did for us like exploded. And so then it's like, hey, maybe we should do more with this one. And uh, she she said this yes, one. graciously <laughs> said yes. Well, and then, you know, Cameron and I have been talking about this podcast for, I mean, like since yesterday at four. So <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. been a long time kind of percolating. We've, yeah. we've been, you know, looking forward to this for a long time. Well, it was two months ago when I, <laughs> when I first said to, to Chad, hey, you know who'd be great on the podcast? We should get Shauna on there. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, you want to hit her up? I'm like, yes, absolutely. I want to pitch her, pitch her on this. This is going to be great. And so we circled this date, the beginning of the new year, as when she would start. Yesterday afternoon, he walks my office and he's like, so she's locked in? I mean, is she okay? And I'm like, let me call her real yeah, quick. He's like, I'm talking to her this afternoon. I'm like, you've told me that five times. <laughs> Shauna, have, have you had much of an opportunity to listen to the relevant podcasts in the past? And I need you to be honest here because it's going to be followed up with questions. <laughs> so you like, need- a, like a quiz? Yes. Well, for what I remember? Yeah. I did just listen to the uh, N.T. Wright one just this morning. I told yes. you not to listen to that one. I know, but Why? you're not the boss. Of because all the inside jokes. So the inside jokes are at the very beginning were like referencing all these things that a new person would have no clue what we're that talking about. That was like a super crazy four minutes right there. A lot, a lot of TLC, a Michael Jordan's birthday, which is incidentally my half birthday. Oh, and there was a lot awesome. in there. Yeah, a lot yeah. of Andre Risen talk. But, but then we calmed down. Here's my theory about what happened last week is we had a break. Yes. So we had a lot That's of pent exactly, up energy. That's exactly right. what happened. We recorded early in the morning. First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. Yeah. Like we didn't get acclimated. And I, I'm going to put it out there. I think Eddie was heavily caffeinated. You were bouncing off the walls. I was. I was pretty pumped up. Plus, I had been on sabbatical for like, you know, like not sabbatical. What is it? That's not a sabbatical. I just was on break. Vacation. Yeah, Vacation. Like a sabbatical. It's like such a pastor term. Yeah, I was going to say, like, thanks, Pastor Eddie. <laughs> yeah, really? I'm an idiot. Anyway, so, but yes, I came back. I met a three-day week. Anyway. <laughs> I was pretty pumped up. Pretty pumped up. It was really well, I'm just going to warn you. I was uh, sick for most of December, and then I was out of the country for a while, and then we have been snowed in since Friday. Oh, I don't know course. if I can even make sentences. I'm like not even a, I, I should not be allowed to speak in any sort of public way. It's been like a solid month of me not having regular social interaction. So this could go oh. totally off the Then rails. you're going to fit in this podcast perfectly. Perfect. People, who, people who do not have normal social interactions <laughs> right. are and the sh- crux of this show. And shouldn't be able to put full sentences yeah. together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, are, are, yeah, can barely speak themselves. You're talking to the right people. You're snowed in right now or basically like Basically, snowed well, in? Yeah, it has warmed up to a balmy zero degrees here. Oh my uh, gosh. 
which means today the kids could go to school. But um, but the kids have been locked in the house. You have two kids, right? Yeah. You want to talk about pent up energy? Oh my I god! Have two little boys. We are off. I mean, it's oh, crazy no. town. <laughs> two dudes just locked up in the house. Yeah, awesome. we, we we had our version of the polar vortex down here. Right now it's sixty degrees and sunny. Yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, everybody's bundled up. Yeah. I have a winter coat on. Yeah, yeah. I wore an unzipped sweatshirt this morning. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just love that they're calling it the polar vortex. <laughs> like, what? Remember when it used to just be like, oh, it's cold. Now it's a polar <laughs> yeah. vortex. I used to call it winter. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's as if like this was triggered by like a black hole or something. Right. <laughs> like, is this there some time travel element? Into there is some fabric in space that opened up and dropped snow on us. Yeah. It's the vortex, guys. All I know yeah. is that uh, my kids and my husband all got remote control vehicles for Christmas. Oh, cool. And so no one can leave the house. And if a remote control helicopter tries to land on my head one more time, <laughs> I need to check into a hotel oh. until this vortex is over. It did is get, bonkers. Did they get those little helicopters that like have the USB charger? Yeah, yeah. We have oh. uh, way more of them in one house than you should have. So I get the helicopter on the head while a uh, like a dune buggy is hitting each of my ankles repeatedly. Oh, so you have yeah. two boys and a husband. So yes. three boys. It's just it's just you. Just. I, I got one of those helicopters last year at Christmas. It literally didn't make it to the day before I broke it. <laughs> really? Ce- ceiling fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why we have so many. We have replacement kits. We have uh, we're switching out parts all the time. We have like a graveyard of, of, of little pieces that we've run into things. Oh. We're pretty I had, I had an infuriating hour where I tried to fix mine and just gave up and threw it in the garbage. Come to Chicago. I guarantee we can set you up. <laughs> it's a deal. The, 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 those couple hours that it was operational were a blast. So, Shauna, I'm going to help you through this first show because I have, I'm fairly new to this. Uh, uh, you're a veteran, though. I'm six months. Well, you know. Yeah, I feel veteran. Uh, Are you but, saying I'm doing poorly already? Is that... No, 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 no. You're doing a wonderful <laughs> job. My first time, I just like giggled and said nothing. And then it was like two shows later. And I was like, hey, here's my first joke. Um, <laughs> but listen, you're not going to know anything. Like, you don't know anything about what's coming up, right? Right. Okay. You know that there's probably a game we're going to play or something. But you are you have no idea. Well, I asked Chad for clues so that I could win the game. And he gave me nothing. Yeah, I just okay. laughed at her. Like, I'm telling you, that's being on the podcast. You just let Cameron just drive the ship or steer. What would you do to a ship? I, captain? I steer. Navigate. Navigate. I do have a captain's hat on right now with my winter coat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just right along. You're going to do just fine. You're already doing great. Yeah, she's doing great. All right. Well, we do have a good show for you in store. Uh, Gunger, one of our favorite groups, Gunger performs an in-studio performance of a couple songs. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. That's coming up later. And in between, we do... We inaugurate Shauna with a game. It's, so. a, it's a quiz show about all of our dads. Oh, <laughs> about our dads. <laughs> yeah, it, it's about it's about our each of ours ability to get LASIK eye surgery. So, <laughs> like, it's, it's really specific in terms of optometry. Yes terms. or no? So Are you a, able to get LASIK? What's your prescription game. needs? You don't wear glasses, do you? Shana? Our game is brought to you by WarbyParker.com. I actually wear. Warby Parker glasses there you go. and also contacts because I also cannot get LASIK surgery. Really? It's a really yeah. hard road yeah. for us, isn't it, Shauna? It's hard. <laughs> it's a hard thing. I totally feel this. I know, yeah. but here's what I've told here's what I've told the guys too before. I've been on kind of a hard road myself. I have perfect vision. Like <laughs> like absolutely impeccable. Like I can see for miles. But I can't I can't wear glasses now though. And they look really cool. I don't want to be those guys I don't want to be like, you know, Russell Westbrook and take the lenses out. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of a hard road for me too, guys. So you have perfect glasses. You're also really tall. Uh, I should ask Shauna. I, sh- I already blew it. I should have asked Shauna how tall she thinks Jesse is by hearing him talk. 
Yeah. Uh, um, he's not really tall. Is that six two? No. He's six one actually. Yeah, six one. Is, yeah. So I, I, can, I don't consider that really. He's not very really tall. tall. He's just he's statuesque. Right. I think I I, I saw you as short. Not just not like not like lollipop guild short, but fairly yeah, short. But you okay. are picturing like decathlete. A master of 10 sports, at you, least, with perfect vision. Right. You know why? It's because you hang out with a lot of worship leaders and stuff, and right. musicians are short. What is with that? What? That's a thing? Is oh, your, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you ever seen, uh, like, I, I went to the Hard Rock and saw, like, Prince's, yeah. like, stuff. He's, like, he's like five feet tall. Yeah, no, I, I have a theory <laughs> I, I about this. I don't know if Prince is the template for all <laughs> worship leaders. Have you, uh, have well, you no, ever no, no, musicians, to- pretty much anybody, anybody, uh, obviously, okay, so Shauna's husband is a worship leader, and he is of normal he's height. A, he's a tall 5'11". Yeah. Stocking human being, <laughs> yeah. just a specimen of a man. A statuesque. <laughs> he is an Adonis. Decathlete 5'11". Honed out of marble. The <laughs> right. Finest. <laughs> So, so Aaron, uh, notwithstanding, the, it is it is the vast majority of musicians are yeah. are five six five five men. men. Yeah, tiny men. Tiny. Really? Yeah, here's my theory. I have a theory. All normal sized men in high school were out playing sports, and okay. all the little men who couldn't get on the team sat in their room and learned how to play guitar. And now they run the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they're, they're shot from low camera angles. JD baseball, and they run the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I can I name the one exception to that though? Okay. Yep. Musician wise, the bass player. Oh, <laughs> the bass player's tall. like always kind of tall, lanky, kind of hippie-ish, shaggy. Yeah. He's he's the dude with like the Nalgene bottles and stuff. But also unathletic because he's 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 either yeah. very large or very thin. Yeah. Also, Blake Shelton, he's like a giant, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. maybe Very this doesn't. Tall man. I was going to say maybe this didn't apply to cowboys, but a lot of country guys are short too. And again, they're uh, you don't know they're short because they're up on stage, so right. you're looking up at them. Right, but they're very tiny people. I wonder how tall Bono is. Oh, I've met oh, him. He's, he's very he's yeah, small. He's like Toby Max Bono? size. A couple he's times. He's like a five eight, I think. Dude, yeah, no, he's very small. I met him a couple times. He's he's. It took me aback how small he was and how greasy he was. What? I- what do you mean, greasy? Kind of like the like the situation. <laughs> like his hair is kind of like yeah, his back? hair is greasy. Well, no, his hair hadn't been showered in like a couple weeks. Sort of greasy, you know. He's, he's traveling, he's traveling yeah. the world. He's, he's just on the road. He doesn't have time for he's hygiene. Busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How tall was Michael Jackson? I never met Michael Jackson. Too soon, Eddie. Oh, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I mean, are you talking about right now? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to edit today. Okay. <laughs> anyway, looking it up right now. I'll be on this. I'll be out of the podcast for 10 minutes. You guys go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jesse's our, or uh, Eddie's our, fa- our live fact checker. <laughs> also, I was of normal stature in high school, and I was neither one of those things, as you know, what I was, I was heavily involved yeah, in. Yeah, well, how tall are you? Well, you were- See, because I think you're 6'1", but then when you stood next to Jesse at the Christmas party, Jesse towered over you. I... I'm, I'm six feet tall, so yes, that inch is the game changer. <laughs> and Jesse had lifts on. Yeah, I was wearing lifts, and and I was wearing a bouffant hairstyle that night. Um, also, can I? It was evening. It was past seven, so I had the bouffant. Shauna, I don't know when we're ever going to meet in person, but I just met Jesse in person for the first time at the Christmas party. Shauna was supposed to come to the Christmas party, and she said no. Why didn't you? Well, she was snowed in. Because it was in Florida. <laughs> it was like two days Good apart. He's like, I'm having this amazing Christmas party. Can you come? I was like, is it in Florida? No, hey, I can't I, come. I, flew, I actually I flew, thought about it, which is like, sign. I was totally sick. I was traveling. I was like, mm, that seems like it might be able to happen. My husband was like, you're bonkers. No, it can't happen. All so right. I also heard that you had a New Year's Eve party that I thought we had discussed you would not have because I was out of the country. I, how did you know I had a New Year's Eve party? Oh, because I said on the, the podcast. Because she was invited. That's true. You sent out an, one invitation to America. <laughs> yeah, she saw it on Craigslist. It made the rounds. <laughs> a lot of shady under, people showed under up. Under classified. Mis- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to have a, a Super Bowl party. 
I've already decided that. But I, it's not going to be open invite because I want to watch the game. <laughs> so I'm going to have a Super Bowl party and, and, and a July 4th party. I know that. I'll have a birthday party in between. I, I'm, I'm like, I got my social calendar mapped And up. the Michael Jordan slash Shauna half birthday party. Right. Thank you. Michael Jordan is still, his invitation is pending. Right. Right. You can both come from Chicago. It's fine. This, this just in, Michael Jackson, how tall tall was uh, he? 5'10". Okay. 5'4". 6'1". 5'9". Bingo, Jesse Carey, 5'9". Oh. It's crazy. You. He seemed tall, right? I mean, because he's he so thin. Tall. Yeah, because he's so good at moonwalking. That's the other thing. Musicians are all skinny, so they the they picture taller because yeah. because proportionally they're just like they're just scaled down. So, Shauna, when you dreamed of coming on the podcast, <laughs> was this was this what you were thinking? I was like, will I be able to keep up intellectually? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we get we get pretty deep pretty fast. Yeah. We, we we like to throw new people right to the deep end yeah. by discussing yeah. the height Here of the are, late the Michael Jackson. <laughs> so welcome. Well, speaking to Michael Jackson. Uh, entertainment releases coming out this week. Uh, music coming out on Tuesday, January 14th. Bruce Springsteen, also yes. a little man, coming out no. with High Hopes. No. Yeah. How tall is Bruce Springsteen? I'll look that up. All right. James Vincent McMorrow uh, coming out with Post Tropical. Love him. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, give the people what they want. That's how I rule. <laughs> uh, and Switchfoot. Switchfoot coming out with Fading West. Now get this. Love Switchfoot. Tell them, tell Chad. The album will be streaming over at the drop. For the, for the, for highly that, anticipated album. Yeah, for that first week that the album is out, it'll be uh, available to stream for free over at the drop. The They're such good com. dudes. Yeah. I like Switchfoot. They sent me the album today. I have it in my inbox. Wow. How is it? Everyone in the office has been standing in line in front of my office door trying to get it. There you go. I said no. No, get out of here. Okay, Bruce Springsteen. How tall is Bruce Springsteen? 5'7". Five, five, uh, okay, Shauna, anything? I, I would say 5'11". Okay. I'm going to go 5'8". He is 5'10". Shauna, closest to the pin. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. But she went over. Are we playing Price is Right rules? Or <laughs> no, man. We're playing closest to the pin. She got it. Well done. Because I just saw him on Fallon, right? Yeah, he was on the, the best of Fallon, which was... The best show ever. The best two hours the of TV ever. The best show ever. I Seriously. Was, I was weeping. I oh, was yeah. too. It was the funniest thing. Okay. He killed it. Tight pants got stuck in my head. All right? Oh. Um, how did I? I didn't know I that didn't, existed. I never saw that. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah. The, the tight pants song. I see. I was watching tight pants, and I had to go back and like do laundry, so I paused it. And so there was a good like ten minute gap before I went back. So it, that's when it entrenched in my brain. So good. So great. Everything so, about that show was great. We have a two year old. And he is completely, totally obsessed with tight pants. The way that some people are, uh, little kids are like obsessed with Elmo or Yo Gabba Gabba. All he wants to do is watch tight pants, sing tight pants, wear his tight pants. This is like a thing. Like it's been like maybe six months. How old is he? Two. Two and a half. That kid rules. (laughs) And so that means he'll say things like, rock and roll, Ayatollah. <laughs> it's amazing. Are you comfortable with him discussing the Ayatollah? Um, well, you know, it's just so cute when yeah. you see yeah, him just yeah. tight pants dance. It's yeah, yeah, we we have that moment where sometimes you think like, you know, I'm teaching him to brush his teeth. We say our prayers at night, and then you hear him say "Rock and Roll, Ayatollah," and you're like, uh, yes, I have done something wrong or yeah. totally right. Yeah, totally right. Yeah. He's going to be a featured person on the podcast yeah. someday. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of trajectory. What a yeah. dream. Movies coming out on Friday, January 17th. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit is coming out. Uh, what an awesome name for a movie, Shadow Recruit. <laughs> I need some shadows over here. Ride Along with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Finally. I will be there. And The Nut Job, the uh, CGI movie about acorns and squirrels uh, starring Will Arnett and others. Oh. There you go. 
Yay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do Jan- it. For your- <laughs> January new releases. Yeah. <laughs> See you in February. That'll do it for your entertainment releases. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, Slices. listening to Silver Sun Pickups. The song is Cannibal. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Young the Giant with Crystallized. By the way, Chad, kudos on how you started the podcast last week. Chad. The Shad song. Sick. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? <clears throat> okay, so this story uh, had me amused this week, but it also brings up some interesting issues that I thought we could discuss. The Oklahoma State Capitol building. Are you guys familiar with the situation that is unfolding there currently? <laughs> No. Uh, basically, back in 2012, a, a, a group of Christians paid like tens of thousands of dollars oh, to put yeah. a monument of the Ten Commandments at the Capitol building. Um, the ACLU and some other organizations uh, began to uh, pursue a lawsuit to have it removed to say that it is a, a violation of the separation of church and state or their interpretation of a violation of church and state. Uh, but in the meantime, some other religious groups have said that, well, if they can put a monument of the Ten Commandments at the Capitol building, then we should also have our monument. But one group was particularly passionate about it and ended up raising $20,000 to put a massive stone monument to their religion at the Capitol building. And it is a monument to Satanism. Oh, wow. So what's the problem? <laughs> so we're good, right? <laughs> uh, leg- legislators, legislators said that they don't see Satanism as a religion. Uh, one said that he doesn't think it has any place at the state Capitol. But, but they, they said, well, you know, we have a pro- an application process and we have to be fair. So fill out the application process and you have to submit your design of what this monument will look like. And, you know, the, the, the representative from the, from the Satanist group said that, don't worry, it will be classy and it will be quality and meet the standards of a government monument. So, so this week they, they unveiled Which, which are very design. high. The standards of a government monument could not be higher. Yeah, they're extremely high. So, yeah. so this week the Satanists unveiled their design and it is literally the stuff of nightmares. It is, a, it is seven foot tall. It features Satan sitting on a, on a pentagrammed throne. Hmm. And Satan appears with a goat head with horns and he has wings. And the, the most terrifying part of this is that there are statues of children gathering around talking to Satan. Oh. It's like, Cameron, it's like the Jesus statue in the, in the prayer gardens at Oral Roberts University. Oh, yeah. Except imagine a monstrous looking Satan instead of Jesus in the statue. I love it, man. And, and so a a, a <laughs> you get that for your rep- Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> a group from the from the Satanic Temple that raised the money and submitted the design said he was trying to make a case for it and said the statue will also have a functional purpose as a chair where people of all ages may sit on the lap of Satan for inspiration and contemplation. Wow! So this actually. This may be erected at the Oklahoma State Capitol building where lawmakers will have to walk by a massive and I'm sorry to laugh, but when you it is so comically <laughs> yeah, when you, you see you a picture of it, it is so comically exaggerated right. of what you would picture a, a throne of Satan to look like. Yeah. Now, the fact that that may be at a government building 
It, it, yeah, it's it's terrifying, but it's also kind of funny. Because in my mind, he's just kind of chilling on a West Elm couch with his feet up on an ottoman. Like I don't I don't picture him on a pentagram throne. Satan met us. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 like I said, the fact that this may actually be at at a government building in the United States it brings up some uh, interesting uh, dynamics with. Uh, how the law is, is set up to allow certain religions to uh, place monument in public spaces, and potentially some may not. So the ACLU is said that their solution is just remove them both, and they won't have lawmakers won't have to uh, walk by the throne of Satan every day on the way to work. So, I mean, so who doesn't have the foresight when they're doing the first statue yeah. to go, hey, hey, right. hey, hey, hold on. I I know that it might be nice to put the Ten Commandments up, or it might be nice, but I think someday down the road, like some other people may want to put it. Maybe let's just like, they're like, well, what's the worst case scenario? Yeah, what's the <laughs> right? Maybe the what's the worst that could happen? Here? And this is it. This is yeah, the and literally case. the Satanists were the first ones to come forward yeah. with the twenty. I mean, once grand. you set the precedence that a religious statue is okay, then any religion has to be okay. I mean, that, I mean. You're right. I mean, they didn't have the foresight that they were setting precedents. But I think that's going to be the point. I agree with you, but I think that's the point of argument, right? Like, not all religions are okay, and we should be able to choose. But the government can't. I mean, the government should be independent or agnostic and just say, well, the religions that represent the people, mm-hmm. well, then there you go. I mean, any religion that, uh, that the people want should, to be represented, if you allow one, you have to allow them all. Do you, I mean, do you think this is a religion? The Church of Satan, they would say, is a religion. I agree. Yeah. 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 It, well, and, and there's been other cases where like nativity scenes were placed at like city halls and uh, there was also like the, it's a satirical religion just pointing out the the hypocrisy of allowing or perceived hypocrisy of allowing one religion over the other the church of the flying spaghetti monster well the florida but. state capitol had a christmas tree a menorah and a pole for festivus <laughs> for the rest of us yeah i mean because a petition went around and yeah, citizens who's to say? citizens said we want our holiday to be represented in the state capitol rotunda as well and so a a festivus pole was put up so, so you, so you think the best solution for this? And, and I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, for the sake of, of discussion, the, the best solution for this is to remove the Ten Commandments and disallow the throne of Satan. Here, here, no, here, I mean, here's where I stand, and this is the whole war on Christmas thing. I mean, like, I kind of go put Christians need to put themselves in the place of non-Christians, Jewish citizens, people Satanist. who don't see and say, like, if I'm a Jewish American and I'm walking into my state capital, am I having another's, another religion's artifacts forced upon me? Is that fair to me? And so, like, why we say, well, our religion's artifacts are the right ones and the other ones shouldn't be there, I think is hypocritical. And if we d- wouldn't want Jewish or Muslim stuff forced upon us, we shouldn't stand to say that we should have to force ours on them. So to me, it's all or nothing. You either be okay with all religions being represented and shut your mouth, or you say, I'm okay that even Christianity can't be represented. It's all or nothing. This is America. This isn't a church. Right. I I want to disagree with you because I want there to be, you know, lovely pictures of Jesus around, but I totally agree with you. (laughs) I wouldn't want to walk in and see Muhammad, you know, so it's like, why would I force a non-Christian to walk in and see Jesus? I mean, it's the government. It's not a church. And I think if if we think about it, even kind of one step deeper culturally um, with we want people to understand uh, the Christian experience, the Christian faith as um, we're reaching out to people and we're building relationships and we want people to feel comfortable. And I think when we choose 
to kind of align ourselves as the majority or make people feel marginalized. I don't think that helps what we're trying to do in the world. I don't think trying to align ourselves with the government or putting monuments outside government buildings does what we think it's doing culturally. I think it backfires on us. Yeah, it it turns into just a religious peeing match, which is a gross term, but that's what it is. It seems (laughs) like we're just trying to claim that spot. America is a religiously free country that we should protect that right to express our freedom, but we sh- it is not it is not a Christian nation, and we need to be o- we need to be okay with that. And then that then should light the fire that the church goes out and is the church and does the work of the church, and we don't rely on our government to do it for us. You know, it's like come on. But man, that is a terrifying sculpture. Like if that actually gets <laughs> that is really yeah. I, and I told and I'm I'm on the same page. I don't have like a, a contrarian voice, but the main reason I bought it is because the statue is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> like right. like me and Tyler were we're talking about it the other day. It was like well, worst case, like if it gets erected, just look at it like a monument to metal. Like right. this is this is this is honoring Pantera's cultural contributions to the state of Oklahoma, <laughs> which are vast. don't think of it as a throne of Satan talking to children. That's really right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm not gonna go there all right what do you have eddie so dennis robin has lost his mind yes i mean we agree yeah, we, i don't think again i think we're not gonna disagree on yeah i think <laughs> i think we can as a whole country agree that he has in a and we also agree that he was a spectacular rebound <laughs> really good i so, mean talk about height yeah so, he was going up against like seven one guys yeah you know? and shauna i'll be curious to hear about this because this is like hometown guy right i think he played for chicago he probably didn't he live did. anymore yes yeah detroit chicago yeah by the way shauna you just heard all of my basketball knowledge so <laughs> yeah, that was, if, uh, we already covered michael jordan and now rodman that's about all i've got that is, that is all i've got for you yeah, please we, don't we're ask gonna follow. throw pip we got a scotty pippen thing coming up so just hang right. on he was another basketball man okay so he has lost his mind and continues to go uh to north korea to visit his, quote, best friend, Kim Jong-un, who by many, many reports is a ruthless dictator. Yes? Are we agreeing on this point? Or are we, yes. We're, okay, we're all comfortable yeah. with I it. believe so. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't want to... He has family members slaughtered because yeah. they threaten him. Yeah, I think hundreds right. of thousands of citizens in gulags would make him a ruthless dictator. Yeah. And he just killed his uncle. He yeah. says uncle. Well, but I mean, in fairness, his uncle is kind of being uh, rude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, so, that's true. Okay. <laughs> in fairness. So, so Dennis, in fairness, he murdered the man because of rudeness. So. Yeah. So eh, it was a tense Christmas dinner. So, so Dennis Rodman has uh, gone over there many times. We've seen this in the news, and recently he went back over again. He's there now. And uh, he went over and he brought a group of guys that were former NBA players to play a basketball game against, I guess, like the North Korean national team, kind of an exhibition game. Um, And there was a complete meltdown freakout moment because all of these basketball players are doing an interview with a guy uh, on CNN, Chris Cuomo. And and during this interview, Chris is basically saying, like... uh, Hey, do you do you know like what happened with Kenneth Bay? Do we know about Kenneth Bay? Kenneth Bay is a US citizen who has been forced into 15 years of hard labor for committing hostile acts and that's and, and he was a missionary. Right. And that's yeah. that's that's everything. So he's saying, "Well, are you going to are you going to ask your best friend about Kenneth Bay and and Dennis Rodman loses his mind." Like and it's pretty clear that he's unable at this point to make sense of anything. Like he's just gone off the deep end 
but he goes nuts. And all the other basketball players who I feel bad for these guys because the other basketball players, I mean, really, I think that they're all ex-NBA players that don't have a lot of money that were probably paid a crazy amount of money to go over and jump around on a court for a little while. And they just they're doing it are just sitting there looking terrified as Rodman defends this ruthless dictator. I say I didn't know he defended. I just heard him say a quote like he's not that bad of a guy. I was it that was that, that was after his first trip, right? Okay, so that's <laughs> right. not a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um like if he said Rodman said if you understand and and you have to read the quote because when you hear him say it it's some other sort of Klingon, non-intelligible language. <laughs> Sounds like but- the first three minutes of last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the interviewer, Chris Cuomo, asks him you know, very directly, like, are you going to talk to him about it? And he said, and, and Dennis Rodman said, if you understand, if you understand with what Kenneth Bay did, do you understand what he did in this country? Like, And so like Dennis Rodman is basically coming to the defense of, like, Kenneth Bay should be imprisoned. Wow. Okay. So here are my two questions. One is not a question. Just how crazy is this guy? That's my. That's first actually point. technically a question. <laughs> is this guy? That's a question. Okay. But the second one is: is what do you think about just an exhibition team going over and playing basketball? Do you think they have a moral imperative to go over and talk about the release of Kenneth Bay, or can they just be friends with this guy and go? And is there some measure of goodwill that can happen by bringing a friendly basketball game over? What I don't understand is his, the dictator's uh, obsession with American culture and sports. He loves movies and American basketball and things like that. And that's the whole point. But he wants to eliminate America. And and, and my thing is like this whole, like, has he not thought through that if he comes, if he's successful in achieving his goals, like it would, it would end the things that he likes. I mean, that's so strange to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's not answering your question because I'm not going to touch this with 10 foot pole, but yeah. But, but but, I mean, to, to be fair though, I mean, we're, we're coming up and I don't want to make too much of a comparison, but we're coming up on the Olympics and there are other countries that participate as a measure of international goodwill that, our values do not align with. Obviously, most of them aren't as you know radically off base as North Korea. But isn't that the whole idea of the Olympics? Is the diplomacy-free uh, event where? And I'm not defending Dennis Rodman and what they're doing. But to answer your question, though, Eddie, I mean, isn't that kind of part of the idea of of some of the international games that we do participate in? Right. Again. I don't think Dennis Rodman and those players should be over there. And I think Kim Jong-un and, and the North Korean regime does terrible, horrific, unjustifiable things that you know, we should have no uh, you know, association with. But to answer the broader question, what's, what's your thoughts about like, you know, participating in games with other countries in the Olympics? But there's a, I mean, there is a difference. There's precedence that during the Cold War, we, right. we, it was in Moscow and we didn't go. I mean, so I, I think it's where it's, it's held. Our, our teams will not go to you know, that country, but like to be in a neutral place and compete against any number of countries, like, Hey, you're a bad country. We want to crush you. I mean, so it's like in competition, it kind of makes sense, but we wouldn't go there. I mean, if the Olympics were held in North Korea, America would not be there. So I think it's consistent. Yeah. I think is, is there something a little more meaningful or helpful that these ex NBA players could do? Like, could we set them up with like a big brothers program? Like this is what they do now. This seems crazy to me. Yeah. Right. Like, like going over and running around a basketball, basketball court for a few minutes and basically being wined and dined by Kim Jong-un. is Right. Like big picture. What, what are we, what are we building there? Nothing. Right. Right. I don't know that going there and playing basketball is building the important kind of bridges or undoing the important kinds of evil that obviously is at play. Yeah. So but, maybe but it, we could find them more meaningful things to do 
in a world that has so much need. But it's not a diplomacy tactic. I mean, we're not sending them. These are just individuals making individual decisions. And for some reason, the media keeps asking them, you know, like for this greater purpose. And these guys are just like, somebody's paying me to play basketball. Right. And it's, but, but it's not just, I mean, there have been other notable U S personalities that have gone to North Korea, you know, on unofficial diplomatic, you know, visits, Bill, it was uh, Eric Schmidt of Google and and some of his uh, Silicon Valley associates. We've had several former ex presidents go, but part of the difference is most of them went with some other agenda two of the cases when I think it was Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton went over there, it was to try to seek for the release of, of, a, of an American citizen like Kenneth Bay, who was being held captive. All right. Just to close off this, how tall is Dennis Rodman? <laughs> six, nine, six, ten. Anybody? Any guesses? Six, 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 six eight. He, well, he was undersized. So I, my gut says six, seven. He was undersized, but that was Berkeley. So I think. Fantastic. I'm going to give it to you. He's six, seven. And Kim Jong Un, how tall is he? Five, one. Five, okay. two, three. Five, two, three. Okay. Five, six. Five, six. Oh. Jesse Carey. Well done. That's the end of my slide. Hey. <laughs> 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 real, real quick, do you know how his vision is? Yeah. In terms of, in terms of LASIK eligibility. Could he or could he not? Not receive LASIK Kim surgery. Jong Un LASIK surgery. I'm gonna have to bing that one. Hold on. <laughs> you're you just, you're gonna end up on a watch list if you Google it. the NSA. You're like, uh oh, some so there's some medical guy trying to help out Kim Jong Un here. Yeah, well, keep an eye on this Eddie cat. <laughs> All right, Shauna, what do you have? Shauna. Okay, so um, my two favorite things: reading about writers and reading about food. So I ran across this article, and it's all about odd. Uh, I'm sorry, Shauna. Those are two very meta things. You would think it would be like eating and reading great books by great (laughs) authors, but you enjoy reading about food you're not eating and reading about authors who you're not reading. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, both. (laughs) Cool. I also like to eat a lot. So you can add those three things. I like eating. (laughs) I like reading about other people eating. And I like reading about writers. You are very ethereal. About writers who also happen to eat. Yeah. Yes. So when that all comes together, it's sort of, I mean, it's like my mind can barely even It's a winter vortex. (laughs) So somebody wrote a book about a dinner party of great writers. Done. Best book. Done. Shana's, All my dreams are coming true. Okay. favorite book. Yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's about the person that was preparing the food at the dinner party for great writers. Okay. Yeah, I, just, it's, I almost passed out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, about, it's, it's the Guy Fieri story. It's weird, Sean. I, I love reading the work of Guy Fieri. His, he's got a couple of bodacious books in his bodacious just series. Where I was and, headed. You totally <laughs> stole my thunder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, that's okay. I'm joking. So. <laughs> that was so funny. So. Sorry, Shauna. Sorry, I, I, I don't wear I don't wear glasses, but I do wear like white wraparound sunglasses. <laughs> but only on the back of the head. Yeah. Oh, of course. I have perfect vision. They, I don't need. I don't even need the sun tinted. That's how good my eyes are. If I want the style. You can see for miles. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could read the the vertical ease or whatever, like half mile away, no problem. But. Sorry, Shauna. Keep going. <laughs> So there are two writers that caught my attention that have weird food habits. Huh. And they both caught my attention because they remind me, incidentally, of things that I know about Cameron. Oh, no. Number one. <laughs> this makes me happy. Stephen King, before he writes every day, he eats the same thing. What <gasps> is that one thing that he eats? Carrots and hummus. No. Bowl of oatmeal. No. Bo- bodacious whiskey fried banging <laughs> quesadillas. <laughs> no, but very close. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, not, not close at all. Um, every day before he sits down to, uh, write, he eats a piece of cheesecake. 
Oh, interesting. Wow. Huh. Which uh, is interesting because Cameron does not believe in cheesecake. I've never right. had cheesecake. And it's also interesting yeah. because Stephen King, to my knowledge, doesn't weigh 400 pounds. Right. right. <laughs> oh, that's true because that's part of my theory. Yeah. Number one, I'm not attracted to the idea of a cheese-flavored cake. Uh, yeah. So that's that's not appealing to me. And number two, everybody I know that eats cheesecake is obsessed with cheesecake to the end of eating it every day before they write. You know, like <laughs> if cheesecake is available, if, you know, cheesecake people, and I'm like, the last thing I need is to be addicted to cheesecake. So ignorance is bliss. <laughs> is, there, is there one thing I don't need on this planet? It's a cheesecake addiction. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I ate at Cheesecake Factory on Monday night and they came up and asked about desserts. I'm like, no. And they're like, you do realize you are at the Cheesecake Factory. The, this uh, is a said. factory that makes cheesecake. That, <laughs> that place overwhelms me. That yeah, menu. I can't handle a menu that size. Yeah, that menu. It's, it's too much. But it's, when your yeah. menu is big enough that it has full page ads in it, that's a large menu. And there's a wire binding, I'm out. I when, can't. Yeah, when you have to bring in uh, advertising revenue to supplement the printing costs of the size of your menu. I uh, feel like I'm going through like an old family photo album when I'm looking at that menu. <laughs> and it's also, just as overwhelming. I, I need some parameters. Like, I do not want to be able to walk in and say I might have a burrito right I might have orange chicken right. I might have biscuits and gravy I, I need to know pizza. like we're going southern food yeah we're yeah. going Chinese food like I hand, I, I, hand I me that trapper keeper of exotic <laughs> <food>. <laughs> yeah I need someone to focus me yeah if you're all things to everybody you're nothing to anyone oh yeah. tweet that I just wrote yes. it yeah. or, or maybe your dad did I don't know. okay so the second fact <laughs> that I found Balzac uh French writer Okay. Uh, was known to drink up to 50 cups of coffee a day. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. And at a certain point, he would just eat the grounds by the spoonful that to keep disgusting. himself awake. That is Which reminds me of Cameron at Print Week. Oh, Am I right? True, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. True. Mainly Diet Coke, though. But yes, exactly. Ma- but it is a lot of caffeine. That is true. So that was my question. Do you have, whether it's during print week or when you're writing a message or when you're doing an editing project, do you have any like weird food habits when you're when you're like kind of at crunch time? Wow, that's a good question. Yeah. No one's ever asked me really to write much. So the one or two times I've written, you know, I just have some water. <laughs> but I'd like to think about something I weird hydrate that I sufficiently. Do. <laughs> yeah. See, my thing with eating is I'm all about convenience. And by convenience, I mean laziness. Yeah. So, so whatever doesn't take any preparation, and I can preferably just open already prepared. And if absolutely necessary, press a button or turn on a microwave. So it's you, that usually means it's like a cliff bar or something. We're talking about like a hot pocket. No, so yeah, I mean, Hot Pocket's best case scenario, if I have the time. <laughs> best case scenario. If, if I, I have, have the time. I mean, we're talking, you know with Hot Pocket, you got to put it in that sleeve, right? Yeah. I mean, well, it's not just open and then microwave. Yeah, you know, Shauna, you're yeah, like no, a no, professional no. like chef. You know about this. It's hard to right. make a Hot Pocket. Yeah, Shauna, I would say it's hard. It just takes time, which is something I'm not willing to commit to it. Right. Shauna, sure. you, you, you write every day. What is, what's yours? You know, uh, I actually don't have a weird writing one, but... Uh, um, I'm not as neurotic about writing. I'm super neurotic about speaking because I'm oh, like not sure. as good at it and I don't like it and I get really nervous. And so the writing part, I can be like fairly normal when I'm speaking beforehand. I'm like a, I'm like a paragon of virtue and I'm super funny about it. Like, um, you know, just a salad with, you know, only chicken on it and a big <laughs> ball of Pellegrino or like an organic granola bar and just tea, like green tea with lots of antioxidants. I'm like super 
you know, concerned about it. And then Hold on, I understood. I understood maybe 50% of the yeah. ingredients you just said. Hello. <laughs> Hello. What in your world? That's like just going to firehouse or something. I don't know how that translates. to you. <laughs> but then the second I'm done, like I'm like not even off stage. My mic is still on and I need like, all the French fries in the world and a club sandwich with extra cheese and extra mayo. And it was just like over. Shauna, you're really in your head when you get up there, aren't you? You, this is, you're really interesting. Yeah, that is something. Yeah. Yeah. Buckets of chicken. Give it to me. I, (laughs) I'm done speaking publicly. I hate it. I I used to eat, you know, you go to Walmart and you can get like the um, jumbo family pack. I'm talking like, I mean, it's the size of, I don't know. Just fill in the blank, of, right? Of hot tamales, <laughs> of hot tamales, the candy hot tamales. Oh, so you know what I'm talking good. about? It's not oh, the box. I'm, aware. I'm not the. It's not the box. It's the. It's like huge the bag. bag. Yeah, yeah. I would burn through those like at one a day. Like this is before I got healthier. But I'd like to ask Shauna a question about candy. Uh, Shauna, um, you haven't been a longtime listener to the show, but for those of uh, those who have, there was a kind of a subculture that developed in the show, and it was called Candy Talk. While I was on my sabbatical. Yeah, while Cameron was gone and nobody could tell us what to do, uh, we did... We did this little side podcast called Candy Talk. We did one. It was the most popular thing, certainly that Relevant Media Group has ever, <laughs> ever done. None of their covers or whatever you guys do. Uh, Shauna, would that be something you'd be interested in hopping on and promoting heavily? I mean, if I, if I could get on something that big and that kind of that culturally significant, You're I don't, gonna I don't get know on this why wave. I would walk away from an opportunity like that. I really like Shauna. Yeah. Do you like candy? <laughs> <laughs> do you like yeah. candy? I'm not really a sweet tooth See, person, actually, un- oh, unfortunately. Shauna, come know. on. Yeah, I know. I, I I would. I thought like I could lie, and but then I we would we would talk candy talk, and I would say I don't want any of the, those things. All I want is pizza, pizza so and fries. If you, if you have pizza talk or cheese talk, I'm oh. in. But candy well, talk. Uh, okay, Shauna, you and I, you and I are going to start a podcast called Carb Talk, and it's going to be all about fries and pizza, Done. maybe some burgers I'm in there. Joining that one. Okay, because I, like I, like I am I am absolutely a fr- deep fry anything, and I'll eat it or carbs, and that is what I'm drawn to. I'm not drawn to sweets as much. Yeah, so. we we have very few family traditions, but one of them is on New Year's Eve we deep fry everything we can find. <laughs> awesome! Um, <laughs> like so you, so and, you own a deep fryer? No, we just like buy lots of oil and and yeah, we just you know they fill the it. bathtub. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so the children the children's matchbox cars and things. Just. And and we get you know we're like you know try olives, try pickles, try candy bars, Ooh. and then and we would just try everything in the house. Throw in cereal, throw in a sandwich. And we were really like kind of getting to the the bottom of the barrel and we tried potatoes and we were like, potatoes, this is genius. I think this has been done before. I think we just, I think we just invented a French fry. Okay. Yeah, but momentarily we we were like we are on yeah. to something. That's here. Potatoes hilarious. are amazing. Fried pickles are good. They are the yes. perfect juxtaposition of flavors. Do I you have it. to do you have to like bread it or put a batter on it mm-hmm. to fry? Yeah, it? Okay. we do a beer batter. Okay, oh, beer nice. batter on everything. Dump it in the fryer. Yeah. Nice. You're better on everything. Everything. That's that's the final that salad she was talking about for her pregame ritual. <laughs> the last step of that salad and chicken and palagrino and whatever. I, I is. need I need a beer batter palagrino. <laughs> <laughs> Just watered down hot beer. <laughs> Just give me that ASAP. I gotta go talk to ten thousand people. Alright, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Gunger. Make it turn any part of me. 
you're listening to St. Vincent, the song is Birth in Reverse. I think that's the Benjamin Button story. <laughs> Starring Brad Pitt. Gunger is the husband and wife duo of Michael and Lisa Gunger. Uh, they've recently released their newest album, I Am Mountain. If you haven't heard it yet, the album is actually currently streaming on The Drop at RelevantMagazine.com, and you can read an article on the band in the latest issue of Relevant. Uh, they're friends, and I like it when I genuinely like an artist and genuinely am blown away by their music. Yeah, totally. You know, it's like, it's not awkward, because I'm friends with some artists, and I'm like, eh, I haven't heard your new album. You know, but the Gunger, man, Gunger's stuff is just consistently mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Um They performed uh, three songs for us. Uh, Two of them are going to appear here on the podcast, and we shot music videos of all three performances that will appear at Relevant.tv and on the Relevant YouTube channel. Performing I Am Mountain, here is Gunger. I am mountain, I am dust, constellations made of us. Glory in the dirt, a universe within the sand, eternity within man. We are ocean, we are mist, brilliant fools who. Ghost, Ghost. Ghost. 
That was Gunger. Make sure to check out the video of this performance at relevant.tv. You're listening to Morning Parade. A lot of trombones in their music. You think so? Well, that's how it's you wake like people a, up. A morning, you wake people up. It's like a, morning. a lot of uh, yeah. like banging on like symbols. dishes and cymbals and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, a, m- a month from now is my birthday. Do I get to pick the playlist on my birthday? Yes. Or did I make that up? Do it. You, well, All the artists have up, to be under the height of 5'10". <laughs> Easy. That's yeah. 90% of them. You were listening to PM Dawn. Next nice. time, set a drift on memory bliss. <laughs> yeah, we're love gonna do it. PM Dawn. That that song will get in your mind. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and Poison by Bill Bibb DeVoe. Oh, we'll that one. <laughs> and tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> and tight pants. All right, it's time for. All right, Jesse, just take it away. Real quick, a little preface to this game. <laughs> it's all about the heights of of dictators and and '80s musicians. <laughs> it's weird foreshadowing. No. I had a lot of apprehension about doing another game. Oh, don't be a baby. The last <laughs> one was great and everybody loved it. When when you get thrown off the horse, you get back on that horse. <laughs> Even if they insult you, wait, you wait, get wait. back on the horse. Shauna, let me give you a brief. We're not going to get into this. Shauna, here's what happened. Uh, Jesse is always bringing these games, and they're very good. They're very good. One that he brought was basically, and we're not going to get too deep into it. It was a we pri- don't even need to go there. Anyway. <laughs> it was a it was a pricing game, Shauna. So the riveting content that people were able to hear was John and I guessing the prices of things. <laughs> they were really just bad. Ra- they were funny sky models. It was really bad. You're not, you're, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. This game is called. <laughs> Here we go, Shauna. This, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. This game is called How to Avoid Huge Ships: The Game. Part two, redemption. Okay. <laughs> Wait, it's not a cruise control. Okay. The final chapter. <laughs> One game that really worked was how to avoid huge ships. I'll send you a link to the old podcast. Yeah, J- Jesse found, well, he'll describe what it was, but he, yeah. he he knocked out of the ballpark with this game, how to avoid huge ships, and followed it up with a SkyMall pricing game. And it was one of the biggest letdowns in the history of the podcast. <laughs> so apparently now the redemption is back. It was shot. Yeah. A this, new is game. Part, this is a sequel, Redemption Cruise Control, the final chapter. <laughs> Love it. So here's how it works. This one actually has nothing to do with the book, How to Avoid Huge Ships. It, it looks at products on Amazon that have found themselves the subject of hilarious reviews. So here's how, here's how the, the game is played. I will tell you about the product, and we're going to start off with the Hutzler 571 Banana Slicer. <laughs> okay, so this let me just describe this product for you real quick. It's a it's a flat piece of plastic in the shape of a banana that has little blades across it that if you were to press down on a banana, it would slice the banana into even slices. Huh. It, do you get get the visual there? Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so sure, th- sure. these are reviews for the Hutzler 571 Banana Slices. How the games work is I read the beginning of a review, then whoever's turned it in so will tell me is that did that write-up come from a five-star review or a one-star review? I finish reading the review and reveal the answer. <laughs> the person at the end of the game who has the most points wins, and I'll actually buy this. I'm going to buy a listener who we're going to pick at random the Hustler 571 Banana Slicer. Should it be in stock? Okay? It's going to be out of my own pocket. It's only $2.71. Cam-tastic. Are you keeping score? I keep score. Okay, great. It's Eddie versus Shauna. Oh, okay, okay. 
All right, Shauna, uh, I'll let you go first. Here is the beginning to the re- the review to the Hustler 571 Banana Slicer. It's a cliche at this point, but a lifetime of new ninjutsu training in a remote Japanese dojo had made me a silent and relentless killing machine. <laughs> Eventually, however, I could no longer ignore the ethical and moral implications of my trade. Is this a five-star or one-star review for the Hustler 571 Banana Slicer? Uh, that's a that's a five-star review. I turned my back on my former life. <laughs> I set about making an honest living. The one thing I could do better than anyone was slice a banana into perfect, even slices. My work was a wonder to behold. My list of clients included heads of state, famous actors, even a Kardashian. I gave back by slicing bananas for for children's hospitals, entertaining the young youngs with my swift swift yet deft katana work. I was on top of the world, but eventually after discovering the banana slicer, I was out of place in this modern world, supplanted by a piece of plastic with a perfectly spaced banana cutter. I've returned to my old life these days of killing. I'm giving this product a one-star review. Oh, this is unreal. Wait, I'm no, giving that's this, not fair. I'm giving this product a one-star review because it is impossible to clean. <laughs> that's not why. He's giving it a one-star review because he has, he has personal I see Amazon reviews, really, for a writer. I could go all day on what I think about Amazon reviews. This Reviewer is bringing their own personal baggage, which you're, sometimes happens. You're right. That was an I outlier. Will say. That that was an outlier. Let me read another. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I, okay, love it. I, love, I love that. After all that, what's our? It's tough to clean. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. No, so Shauna, don't be so bitter about it. Okay, it's going to be fine. So to be fair, that was an outlier. I'm going to read a real one. This is really about the product. Okay. Am this I, isn't. This uh, isn't weird. This is Freddie. Am I guessing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I still remember. I still remember the moment it arrived. My wife and I had pre-ordered a few bushels of bananas <laughs> to celebrate the purchase of the Hutzler. We started slicing bananas right away, long into the night. Uh oh. That is a positive review. Five stars. We cleaned our Hutzler according to the manufacturer's oh, no. specifications and placed it in a special drawer next to the sink I had made for it. I slept, <laughs> I slept well that night, dreaming of future banana endeavors. <laughs> when I woke up the next morning, I found my Hustler out of a drawer sitting next to the bananas. I thought nothing of it, sliced bananas, <laughs> my morning bananas, and went about my day. That evening, though, my dreams were fraught with screams of terrible agony. I woke in a cold sweat. The next night, I heard whispers throughout the house. Message boards hint at a terrible accident at the Hustler product quality testing facility. Some very scared people have also told me the Hustler's true purpose is to siphon the spirit of every banana it slices to raise the spirit of Bonanza Bub, a demon tormented by produce. I've thrown it away. It came back. I ended up moving to a different state. I ended up moving to a different state. We found it sitting on the counter of our new home. One star. One star. One star. Yeah, oh, so, man. so that was more in line with what we're thinking. Right? <laughs> sure. so. Okay. All right. So a new review. All right, the same product. One star or five stars. This re- Is this for me now? Yeah. This is yeah. to you. Okay. Okay. This review starts... <laughs> This review starts off, <laughs> if God does not exist, then <laughs> this is a one star or five star <laughs> for the Hustler 571 banana slicer. If God does not exist, then uh, one star. 
if God does not exist, then how is it that a banana fits so perfectly in this banana slicer? <laughs> Check eight, atheist. Five stars. Five stars. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a tight gun. It's a tight one. Zero, zero still. Zero, zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got, a, we got a real barn burner here. Yeah. This is great. Okay. Um, I'm going to move on to a different prop. I might come back to the hustler, but I'm going to move on to a new prop. Feeling good about your decision, Shauna? Coming on the show? Yeah. Does this game go to like 30? Oh, yeah. yeah 30 gonna, of these or 100? You don't have any plans this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. First, first one to 41. First yeah. one to 41. No big. Okay. So, so this one is for the Samsung 85 inch TV that costs $40,000. Yep. Yep. It's okay. 4K. It's a wonderful yeah. piece of technology. Yeah. yeah. It's the one that I was browsing 4K televisions on Amazon and came across this. What's 4K mean? Uh, what does this matter? It's the we resolution. Can... It's like 1080p. 4K is is like millions of more pixels. Yeah. I think I think you times it by 10 and that's the price. 4,000. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, so, so, Eddie, is this from, from a one-star review or a five-star review? We originally got this television when our nephew moved in. <laughs> that, I'm going to go five-star. It has been a wonderful addition to the house for our nephew. You see, our nephew was born and bred in West Philadelphia, where he spent most of his days playing basketball and relaxing. That was until a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble. It seems he got into a little one little fight, and his sister got scared and told him that he was moving in with myself and my husband right here in the Bel Air section of Los Angeles. It was a tough adjustment period. How someone can find the stinkiest cab from LAX is beyond me. But he got to the house, saw this television hanging in our kitchen, sliding doors. He knew he was finally here. He felt like a prince. Signed by Vivian Banks, five stars. Five stars. Oh, wow. All right. That's a well-earned point. One oh. Yeah. One nothing. All right, Sean. Uh, this item is not available for deliver for drone delivery. Uh, One star, okay. five star, five star. I didn't spend the '80s selling junk bonds to old ladies not to fly this behemoth through my neighborhood. If I knew it were just going to come in a regular old delivery truck, I would have just shelled out for teleportation. One star. Oh. <laughs> this is a tough one, guys. Okay, so so uh, Eddie, this one is for Blue Rock Candy. Okay, blue rock candy, one star or five stars. My son Brock ate some of this. Uh, I'll go, I'm, I'm just going to go five stars. I'm going to keep going. And now he is in the hospital. I do not support this, and you will be hearing from my lawyer. You'll hear from Mr. Goodman soon. There are no half measures, one star. Okay, that was a Breaking Bad reference, in case you guys didn't get that. Oh, I didn't. That went over my head. Oh, because it's blue rock candy? Blue Because of Brock, the kid that ate some? That's right. I knew it was a deep cut. I should have... <laughs> No. How much? What was the price of it? It was pretty cheap. It was cheap rock candy. <laughs> it was cheap rock candy. Yeah, it was this poor maker of this rock candy who's inundated with fake Breaking Bad reviews. So, okay, this will be the last round. Here it is. Right now, it's still one zero. Right, Eddie's up. Yeah. So, so this last round, two points. Two points. All right, Shauna, I know you're pretty excited right now. You could win this whole thing, and I'm rooting for you. Okay, so I'm going back to the Hustler Banana Slicer. Do you have any idea how much time this product saves me in a day? I. I feel like it's five star. Literally close to nine <laughs> seconds. <laughs> nine seconds. That's nine extra seconds I can spend doing other super important things like slicing strawberries or staring at myself in the mirror. <laughs> in one week, this banana slicer saves me almost 120 seconds, assuming I eat two bananas a day. <laughs> For those who have access to a calculator like I do, that's two extra minutes of time every week. In two minutes, I could recite the alphabet forwards and backwards if I had it written down somewhere. 
Five stars. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. So it all comes down right here. It comes down to this one. This is it. Okay, so this this is a, a, a review. For the win. For, for a rubber horse mask. Oh. Okay. Okay. It is a, it is a rubber mask that is a horse. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, as the title suggested. <laughs> Here's how you get, Eddie. It is day 87. <laughs> it's got to be one star. This feels like a, some sort of torture scenario. And the horses have accepted me as their own. <laughs> <laughs> I have grown to understand and respect their gentle ways. Five stars. Oh, oh, the new person wins. Oh, Come from goodness, behind. Thank you. Does this feel no. good, Chana? So uh, you can't even imagine. For you feels. winning, I will autograph one of your books for you. <laughs> Ch- Chad, sure. can you can you locate a listener just at random? I will. That that will win a hustler banana slicer. Though they have to leave a review if I send them one. Okay. Oh, nice. Done and done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> is that, this real? Is that really happening? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. John. That that'll do it uh, for the for the. What's the name of the game, Jesse? <laughs> the name of the game is How to Avoid Huge Ships: The Game, Part Two: Redemption. Cruise control the final chapter. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was waiting for you to start talking. Yep. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, Gunger. I'm partially for this. Yeah, I do it to you. Tell me, please, it's a sign to carry on. Sequoias hide me from you. Leaving nothing inside except for one You're listening to Toro y Moi. The song is Campo. It's his new single, which means a new album's coming out. That's exciting. Can't wait. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> albums last year. Gunger's new album, I Am Mountain, is, is an interesting conceptual theme. Uh, it features all the elements you think of when you visualize a mountain. A challenge, slippery slopes, new discovery, and ultimately great beauty. Michael and Lisa and the band have forged a new musical identity in a time of personal turmoil inviting listeners alongside for a journey through both darkness and light, rediscovering life while reinterpreting truth. It's a theme that actually they really dive into also in the article relevant. I mean, the vulnerability that they showed in that article, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter tweeting at Michael Gunger and at the band just saying like what he said, what they said in that article so impacted them. It's actually reflected in the music as well. It's really fantastic. Performing long way off. Here is. Gunger. The smartest men, they built a rocket and did it a target far, far, far away. By the time they knew they lost it And they were a long way, were a long way, were a long way We're a long way, were a long way, we're a long way Oh 
was Gunger. Check him out at GungerMusic.com and follow him on Twitter at GungerMusic. Listen to Blood Orange. The song is You're Not Good Enough. An uplifting little ditty. Yeah. If you're struggling with depression in the dead of winter. It's a worship song. Yeah, maybe don't. Yeah. Because we're only good enough through what Christ did for right. us on the cross. Okay, right. I get it. Cool. Good good theology. Okay, it's time for your feedback. <laughs> Last week, we <laughs> asked you, what were the most memorable things that happened over your holiday break? You guys went over to... The podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and on our Facebook page, and not many of you replied. 
Yeah, but you did reply about the interview that Michael Tate gave yep. about the possibility of a DC talk reunion. And I just want to say on behalf of the podcast, we hear you and we have read this and we are pretty excited. Well, Let's just there's more to it than skin that. In the game. Is there? Yeah, there's more to it than that. And, and How, how and do I find this out on the Because show? you would talk about it. and <laughs> I, I would like to talk about it right now publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say Let's that... Let's just say... Some of the right ears heard our podcast la- last month, and we were, they reached out to us about our idea, okay. and conversations are happening. Okay. I, this is a pretty big day for me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I text with Eddie, and I say something good, like something good night. is going to happen. Yeah, I text him last night, and I, and I said something, I got some good news to tell you when I see you tonight. And every time Eddie replies, am I going to meet DC Talk? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 Shauna's coming on the show. I'm like, well, no, that's cool, too. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> great. Shauna seems that? really nice. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Very nice lady. <laughs> I'm not saying what Tate referenced was that we were directly involved. I'm just saying that just y'all chill out. We know. Okay. I'm not chilling out. I won't be chilled out. <laughs> Same to <laughs> listeners. Okay. Right now, Eddie is eating coffee grinds. Like, 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 a weird, like some weird French writer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you, you guys told us stories. If you want to read them uh, about your holiday break, go over to the podcast episode page. They're there. We're far more interested in the DC Talk feedback we kept getting all week. Okay, it's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. All right, so so earlier, Shauna was talking about, you know, so, uh, some books about writers and food that she was reading, and, and it got us talking about uh, weird food habits when you're being creative. We want to know yours. When you're sitting down to, I don't know, not just write, but create something or right. do your hobby or whatever it is, do you have any odd food habits? I assume... If you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. <laughs> Seems like the demographic. Yeah. We're all a little weird together. Yes. Uh, head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and post your replies there. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or post on our Facebook page. Um, and we will read our favorites on the show next week. Many thanks to Gunger for coming through the studio. Make sure to check them out. They're um, going on a new tour with Kai Kai. Man, that's going to be a good night of music. Uh, it's, check your check their website gungermusic.com see if they're coming near you make sure to get the new album I Am Mountain and follow them on Twitter at Gunger Music make sure also to see all three of these performances two of them were here on the, on the show but there's a third song as well all three videos uh, live on the podcast episode page at Relevant TV and at the Relevant YouTube channel the feature on Gunger and the new issue of Relevant is actually one that I, you really need to read. The one by Malcolm Gladwell, you really need to read. And the one with Michael and Lisa, you really need to read. Uh, if, if you don't have the magazine, you can get it on the iPad newsstand. The interactive iPad edition is pretty phenomenal. Download it right away or you can go find it on newsstands. You can get it at relevantmagazine.com as well. If you subscribe now, it's on sale for a limited time for only 12 bucks for a whole year. Make sure to go get Relevant. We'd appreciate the support and I think you'd like the magazine. And uh, welcome to Shauna. Welcome, yeah. Shauna. Yeah, welcome. We are glad Thank to have you. Thank you. This is so fun. One show under your belt. One, one down. And <laughs> this might be her farewell show. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get an awkward text a little later oh, okay. today. Okay, yeah. great. So it did not go that well? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm no, saying no, no. you. 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 Like, you're breaking up with us. <laughs> no, you are amazing. I'm yeah. certain you're not going to want to go out with us again. <laughs> <laughs> you are wonderful, but you're just not I regret. I like regret me. nearly half of what came out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly... That's sort of how I live. About 50% of what comes 
out of my mouth, I regret. So we're, I think we might be perfect. Cool. Yeah, the only problem is hundreds of thousands of people hear our regrets every week. So, yeah. you know. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Shauna Nequist. And for Tom Michael Snavely, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Take me on track. Is there one thing I don't need on this planet? It's a cheesecake addiction.